time I play, he's doing some stupid every time. Code violation on sportsmanlike conduct. Welcome to Shankcast episode number four. Today we're going to be talking about the one, the only, Kyrgios. Nick Kyrgios. I was about to say Nicholas Kyrgios. He doesn't go by Nicholas, does he? Mm-mm. You think his first name is Nicholas? or It probably is Nicholas, but he's like such a bad boy, he had to cut that off. Like, oh, no you can't walk into a club and like, hey, Nicholas is here. <laughs> it's like, hey, yo, <laughs> Nick's here. Girls. Hey, girl. Yeah, my, my name's, name's Nick. <laughs> yeah. All it's right. Like, so we're going to discuss, should, uh, we're going to be answering four questions here, four core questions. Question number one, do you think Nick Kyrgios is good or bad for the sport of tennis? Mm. Number two, do you think the recent action taken by the ATP was enough? Uh, we're talking about the, the $13,000, I'm sorry, $113,000 <laughs> fine at Cincinnati at the Western and, and Southern Open, where we'll, we'll talk about that event <laughs> where he walked off the court, walked back on again and berated the chair umpire. Do you think Nick, Sh- Nicholas, um, should I just say Nicholas just to, yeah, yeah. on the one in a billion chance that he hears this, that it just, just gets under his skin a little bit. Like he berate you, but let's talk about that later. Great. Do you think Nicholas should be banned from the sport of tennis? And finally, I, maybe most interestingly, do we think that amateur players should act that way? on the court. What is our what are our thoughts or advice or perspective on what Nick Kyrgios's actions? What what does that mean for the rest of us that don't get paid to play, that are out there hustling and working hard and playing at our local courts or local clubs? So we're we're going to discuss the kind of the impact that this has on the on the social or amateur game as well. Are are we ready? Ready. All right, I kicked off the I kicked off the around the horn last time, so I, I don't I know. I think it's Megan's turn. Is it? Yeah. I think it is my turn. All right, so question one, Megan, we'll mm. go around the horn. Do you think Nick Kyrgios is good or bad for the sport of tennis? I can't wait to hear this. So I'm actually really torn on this, and because of two reasons. One, I think that more people are seeing tennis because of the bad attitude and all of the controversy and all the craziness bad boyness yes that goes on and so i actually think that people who didn't follow tennis or weren't interested in tennis are kind of weighing in and actually getting maybe more involved but on the other side is it the kind of involvement we want yeah that's the other thing like <laughs> ne- it's not necessarily like, like happy gilmore when all the yeah. crazy people start coming out and cheering and like doing exactly, the wave and- exactly that's it that's a hundred percent what it is right now <laughs> happy gilmore um, effect yeah so do i think it's good for the tradition the values and morals of tennis and that kind of values thing and morals. the morals again kevin um no i don't i think that it's uh I don't know if disgrace is a pretty Oof, harsh word. That's a, that's a strong uh, word. That's a harsh word. <laughs> I said I don't know if that's the right word. That's a pretty harsh word. But it's. Uh, I think it definitely takes away from that side of the tennis. So mm-hmm. there's. I don't have a yes or a no flat Get out it. answer. Um, through the halls of tennis. Wait, wait, wait. So you 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 do not have. Uh, Yes or no? No, I think I'm You're just definitely. Stay on the fence? Yeah, I'm definitely. Come on, man. I'm de- no, gotta, there's a part of me that's like, you know what? It 
gets people into the sport. Like there's more talk about tennis now in the main news than there was before. When you have someone like a McEnroe or like a Curios yeah. or you know but what I mean? Not, you're not sure if it's a net gain or not? I don't know. I'd have to actually run like there'd have to be some series, some data done to know the answer to Megan that. Megan needs data. Yeah, that's that's different. Normally, I'm the data-driven guy here. Okay, time to rock and roll here. <laughs> Kevin Garlington coming at you with an answer. Yes, I think it's good for the game. I think in the halls of tennis, we've had characters. I mean, just wait for it. You can't be serious. Just, I mean, come on. McEnroe was the consummate. Basically, I feel like every tennis generation is like a better version of the previous generation. We have the classic uh, game styles like a Pete Sampras. You have the Roger Federer who's got the upgraded kind of attitude. You have the, uh, the Andre Agassi, the bad boy of tennis. We have Djokovic. Um, and we haven't had really that guy who's just been the you can't be serious until now. And now we have the upgraded John McEnroe. As much as John would hate to hear this right now, when you heard, I've, I've seen uh, John like berate <laughs> Yeah, yeah, horribly. Great, like people, and not even John Macron, but I mean, I think what Connors too. Con, yeah, yeah, you're you're still in the fire. You're still in the fire. Connors would be all up in some umpire's face, be like, "You got to be." I mean, he called he, an umpire an abortion. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. He's, he said, "You're an abortion." <laughs> so I think. I don't know what that means exactly, but it's, it's <laughs> it can't be good. No, it's I'm pretty really. sure that's an insult. Um, so when we look back, I mean, and we think about the greats of tennis and the names that come up: Connors, McEnroe. Um, uh, you have these parts of of tennis history that you know, honestly. They brought a huge different crowd to tennis. Connor's like, I've watched, I've never seen him play in person, but watching the old replays, I mean, he'd get the crowd into it. And it's a little bit different, I think, also. But, I mean, he would definitely berate opponents, uh, berate umpires. I don't know if he ever berated a, um, a, a fan, but I'm, I can't imagine he didn't if a fan, like, <laughs> it must have yeah, happened. yeah. Like, if, if, it, if a fan said something to Connor's, I'm sure he would have been, like, zeroed in. Um, I think it's just it's another evolution of it. And... You know, we sometimes, alluding to other previous podcasts, um, episodes, we forget the history, the history of when we've had players that pull this stuff. <laughs> like when you call somebody an abortion, hello, you're an abortion. I, I think Curious was like, I mean, he didn't call the guy an abortion. Obviously, he didn't call a guy an abortion. What, a disgrace, I think. Yeah, a disgrace. A, so, I disgrace. mean, I would totally love to be called a disgrace more than an abor- abortion. Yeah, I mean, but like, he said, d- like, abortion. Come on, he's going he deep. Said he's some going serious family. cuss words to the ump and stuff, Here. too. Here it is. Ready? We'll, we'll, we'll cue you guys in on the podcast. <laughs> like, okay, so we just watched That's a quick intense. video. He's, he's literally. In front of the ref, like at his at his chair, screaming at him, "You are an abortion!" And crowd he doesn't. Is, crowd is booing. Yeah, him. crowd's booing. He's not even like, "Hey, bub, I'm sitting down. Hey, you're an abortion." He's like, "You." Sorry. Multiple <laughs> times, multiple times, calls the ref an abortion, and so I definitely think there's different times, and I'm sure the ATP is trying to like negate having these type of incidences happen, and you know. Um, kind of quiet it down but I think at the same time they brought so many different players to tennis and I think that's what's made tennis like 
it's brought tennis to a different level in some sense because I think for a while tennis was this very like uppity like yo let's go play some tennis today and let's go watch some balls going back and forth and now we have tennis that's like it's known like like I remember growing up and it, there was a time playing tennis I wouldn't necessarily broadcast that I'm a tennis player because it was just kind of that stigma it's like <laughs> dude you play tennis yeah, especially now, guys yeah, that play like, tennis. It was like, yeah. the, you play the foo-foo. Now it's like, dude, you play tennis? Oh, dude. I don't like, know if it's swung that far. But I think it has. It's not it, the same. I think it's, I but think it's, it's not, swung a lot yeah, farther it's, it's than what it was when we were younger. It's definitely not up where it was like, dude, it was like, it was like cool, I was, I I was in the CIA ducking around corners to get to my tennis match. Um, so I think <laughs> now, because of certain incidents like that that bring more visibility to different different kind of arenas. I don't know how to say it. Um, it's broadened the cultural outlook on tennis. It is not this kind of rich white guy sport that you wear like the, the coat and the jacket and you yeah. have the membership. The, dude, you could be anyone public park. Anybody and, can smash a racket. Yeah, anybody can smash a racket. <laughs> anybody can go out, get it done. You know, I remember when Agassi, was, he was doing his thing, made it cool. I was wearing bandanas the matches. I was wearing like the long shorts, yeah. the crazy shoes. The jean and, shorts. Yeah, and people Colored were like... clothes. Yeah, like he was like, like really the dude, long that, hair. Yeah, I mean it made tennis like accessible to others that was like oh you mean i don't have to wear like super short shorts and like a really tight white shirt it's like you could wear whatever baggy basketball i mean it just it just opened up the game um so i definitely think in the forefront there may be some negative consequences of it but we bring a a deeper audience that maybe kids and adults that would never watch tennis are like whoa dude you could do that in tennis and it's not this like foo-foo sport um so yeah i think i think curious is um He's bringing more people to the audience. Um, sometimes it has some negative drawback, but I think overall, just like Connors before him, John McEnroe before him, Serena Williams when she has her spells. Um, I want to know who is who's before McEnroe, Connors there. Like, yeah, who's the bad boy who like I'm sure raised there was. his eyebrow at his opponent? Everybody's like, oh no, but I'm sure there was. I'm sure there <laughs> you know had to saying? be. Like, what was the level right. of bad boyness? I think it's that. definitely been pushed for, uh, farther and farther, but I'm sure, guaranteed, there was some dude in some like long white uh, pants who was like, yeah. Haha, "Put some dirt on your jeans or on your pants," and hell, yeah. you're gonna, yeah. There's a bad boy in every yeah, era. Yeah, there's a bad boy. So for I think sure. he's just happens to be the bad boy, and worth this kind of climax of uh, where he's done some things and he's done a, a series of things that have brought a lot of attention to him and he's like the focal point of kind of bad boyness right now. And he's okay with it. That's yeah. I think that's, like the, that's a whole nother level of it that he's like yeah. bring it. He I doesn't am, care. Yeah. yeah. He'll be in an interview and he's like yeah I tried to hit you in the face. I'm sorry I missed. Next time close your eyes. You know. Yeah. And he's, he'll totally say that. There you go. Yeah he was, he was like I can't remember how he said it exactly, but he he kind of said something like, "I'm a little surprised his hands were that fast." Like, <laughs> talking yeah, about, for sure. He's like, "I can't believe he got it." Yeah. yeah not only is he not apologizing, but he's like doubling down on the mm-hmm. on the diss. Um, yeah, I think I'm halfway in between the the two of you guys. I do think it's a net gain. I, I think it's a positive. I don't know that I think it's as positive because he is going. And it's like desensitization. It's like how how bad boy you know are we used to? It's like he wouldn't get attention if there wasn't a shock factor to it. And I think he knows that. And I don't know that he's necessarily pandering to it, where he uh, his ego like needs the attention. 
I think most of it for him is he just really doesn't care that much. He doesn't care much about sport. That's the part that makes me like hurt, hurts my heart. Like to have a tennis player that doesn't care. I think that's my, yeah. And so that part of it, I think is a shame. And I, I, that's, I guess the way I would describe it. Like you use the word disgrace. Um, I think it's a shame that somebody so talented and that has so much, um, character. And when I say character, I mean like he's a character, not like moral character, (laughs) like somebody who's such a character and has so much talent is so disrespectful to the game, I think is, is really a shame because there's so, can you imagine if, if he just kind of walked the line a little more, he enjoys crossing the line, Mm -hmm. right? He gets off. Like bashing over the line. And so can you imagine if he was kind of tongue in cheek and kind of coy about it and like walked the line with a little bit more self-awareness and uh, a little bit, just a little bit more respect, like for the game and for his opponents, I think it would be like 10 X the, the positive impact while still being like edgy, but he just doesn't care that much about the game. I don't think so. I think it's a net gain. I, I, I agree. Like it brings attention that wouldn't otherwise be brought to the game, but a lot of that attention is very negative. And I, you know, the whole, there's no such thing as bad publicity thing. I don't know hundred percent like buy into that. Um, I think again, I think it's an overall positive, but the level of the negativity that he's bringing to the sport is pretty abortion. unprecedented. You're an abortion. Oh man. You're but I feel abortion. like the, here's the other thing. And, and <clears throat> I don't know the Connor era as much. Like I haven't watched as much cause that wasn't my era, but I think w- one thing too, is that there's been a whole lot of instances, instances, instances in a row um, and it's not like one here and there. Yeah. It's like, it's a pattern. Right. And so, uh, to me, it's kind of like that John McEnroe type kind of deal, but I feel like there's, it's like, I feel like John McEnroe was mean to like the umpires about calls and stuff like that. I don't feel like he was mean to the people watching fans and as well as his opponent, as well as everyone else. But I mean, I could be wrong. Again, that's not my era, so I haven't watched, uh, you know, overly watched a ton of McEnroe's points. But I do think it's ironic that when McEnroe was commentating on Curios, he was talking about, like, how horrible it was for the sport and how... Ironic. Yeah. Totally. So, you know, you wonder... Again, that's kind of interesting to me, too. But then I also wonder, like, would Curios' game be better if he were to walk the line a little bit more, like would, because of the less antics, would he actually be a better tennis player or would it negatively hurt him? I don't know. I think uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff here. First of all, Connors and, um, and McEnroe, I didn't grow up in that era either, but I've watched enough that I get, I get the sense that they used their antics as almost kind of a tactic, as like a, a gamesmanship, like tactical decision that uh, they knew if they drew enough attention in a negative way to themselves or to the situation or to the chair umpire, they could change the momentum, uh, they could change the flow of the match. <clears throat> and I feel like they, not that they didn't just get angry sometimes, but I feel like it was a little bit more um, purposeful. Uh, and it was a little bit more tactical than what Kyrgios does. I think Kyrgios, man, I don't want to say he's just like a bad guy, but 
um, there's say what a, you feel. <laughs> I don't want to make like a personal like like judgment on him. At, you know, as a as a person, you know, we're all trying as hard as we as we can to like do what's best. And I I'm not you know I'm not judging him as a person, but I don't think he's doing it as like a tactical choice. I think he doesn't have a whole lot of respect for the game and he gets angry and he just he's just kind of like a baby and he just acts out he doesn't have self-control um i do think he uses it tactically though in a sense sometimes of, i'm not yeah. saying he's never done it i think he makes it it's more and more and more and i think it's going to continue to just grow because he's getting the attention and it's on a bigger I think, stage Right. And I think truthfully, that's what he likes. I think he likes being the attention. I mean, when we saw him at like, anytime you see him out and about, he's, he's like, he's the, yeah, sure, he's sure, the sure. center of attention an and of he loves that. When he and walks off the court with two rackets and comes back with them smashed. I just have a hard time believing that that's like, he's sitting there being like, okay, how am I going to really get in the newspapers this time? I know I'm going to walk up the court, smash my rackets. That'd be a good one. Everybody's going to talk about no, that. But I think there's, there's think different levels of it. Leveling it up. There's yeah. different levels of it. I agree with I Megan in a sense. He's using it as a, sometimes a tactical thing. I think he's also potentially using it as an internal thing. Like it may be an outlet. I mean, like we still have these instances of other players doing the exact same thing. He's been a little bit more consistent about it. The other argument I have with that is that are we are we seeing the consistency because the media is focusing on it? So I'm like I'm going through his tournament mm, schedule. We've point. we've talked about Cincinnati. When's the last time we've talked about something with Curios? Was really Wimbledon where he had the interview with um, about playing um, where he hit at Rafa. Mm. Where he hit at Rafa. Yeah. And so if you think about it from that perspective, Wimbledon was one, two, three, four, four tournaments ago. So he went for, through about four tournaments where this is his first other antic. Um, did he lose that match when he, he lost that he match? Did. So he, I mean, he was also he he acted as if he was turning over a new leaf during that that period in between where he was telling the press, I, "I've been through like, a lot of personal like struggles." I've, I've had like mental health issues. And so he, I think it was Acapulco. Um, uh, was that the one that he just won recently? He won mm -hmm. a tournament in Mexico. Yeah. I think it was Acapulco where during his, the trophy presentation, Washington, that's right. I watched since that. The, uh, I think it was right City before Open. Western. It was, oh. Yeah. He just won oh, anyway. Washington. Okay. So oh, it, okay, it was the one before Washington. What was the one before Washington? The one before Washington was Wimbledon, Washington, oh, wow. and then Montreal, Canada, right, Cincinnati, anyway. Maybe it must have been at DC then during the trophy presentation where he basically said, you know, this is the best week of my life. Like, I feel like I've really come a long ways. Like I'm feeling a lot, I, I'm super paraphrasing here, but basically made it sound like, Oh, maybe this is like a turning point. And then he follows it up with the, with this garbage at Cincinnati. Yeah. I still think, I mean, and here's, there's so many different things. I think, you know, part of us, we want to put everybody in a box. We want everybody to walk the Roger Federer, the... the no, I'm not... That's not I'm just opinion. saying, I'm just saying. I think a lot of people... Like, a lot of we, tennis fans we, do. Yeah, we want that, like, oh, pristine, perfect. But, you know, we do have some contrast. Just like you're saying, everybody walks a different line in life. We're, we're not trying to judge anybody, but everybody's different. Some people have... And if he's having mental issues, and, I mean from another perspective, if the guy's having mental issues, he's going out with dealing with tons of pressure, publicity. I mean, in that sense, you put it, the, the dude might be actually like doing a pretty good job for himself if he's struggling that much to go out and deal with competing at that high level and keeping himself together enough to win tournaments. Yeah. I mean, you, we, we all know the mental struggle of just playing tennis without having mental issues. For sure. So if he does have mental issues, wow, I give him more power to that. I know the that. struggle of playing with mental issues. Yeah, so I mean... But there, you don't 
know in the past because very, very few people would publicly say that they struggle with mental issues as well. So no, you don't that's know how don't many know. tennis players of the past that actually was true too. Yeah, we, we don't know, but he's, he's at least put it out there. And so I think, yeah, there's some times where it goes overboard. But uh, I mean, we have Baghdadis who took five rackets in front of the crowd, <laughs> crushed it. At least, Total, yeah, at least Kira stepped is, off is the like court. the biggest sweetheart ever though. Like it, it was like, uh, a singular like instance in Baghdad's career. Like you can't think of I another love, time. That's a great example. It's his singular incident where Baghdad is a sweetheart who's sane. So we have someone who may be a little mentally off and they walk off the court and do it. So it's possibly that there could be more consistent timings and period of it. I'm not making excuse for we it. Can, I just think, I think we can all agree that tennis can drive you crazy. Yeah, tennis can drive oh, you yeah. crazy. Without so any yeah. outside so help. Yeah. Outside help, not knowing that if, if he does or if he doesn't, yeah. Um, but I just there's think a difference there's a, between there, one thing, like one yes, instance, and like again multiple. And again and again. But I think the multiple in this day and age, different from Connors, from Macaro, from anyone else, we have social media. Media is just an absolute powerhouse as far as when something happens, it it's everywhere instantly. Instagram, you name it. Where nobody in Connors' time was like, "Oh, dude, we got to tweet this. We got to Facebook this." And it's like. You That's read true. it in the news like it a week later. It just was on the Sunday, yeah. Yeah. on the Sunday paper. You yeah. might have read it, or maybe you were at the match, or if you're like a hardcore tennis fan and you're watching TV. But now it's like, like literally, I look up Curios and it's everywhere. Videos, you name it. So I think yeah. part of the blow up and part of the attention he's getting is getting magnified. And whether him and being different situations, he needs that. He. F- he fuels or is fueled by that. It's hard to tell. I think there is some internal fuel by that just because his behavior is warning the thing. It's like, if you don't enjoy it, your behavior will not match the situation. Obviously I know to enjoy burning my hand. So I don't put it on a hot stove. And if I put it on a hot stove once, guess what? I take it off. We're all the same way. So rather than going, not rather me. than going, okay. <laughs> you heard that Megan, we're putting somebody hot stove had, somebody had to say hot stove steps. So <laughs> rather than looking at what he's saying, looking at his behavior, I mean, there's gotta be some sort of part of him that needs that or he I, just wouldn't draw that much attention to him i mean in any situation is human behavior you wouldn't draw that attention to you unless either mentally there's something going on where he can't help it or he enjoys it he's fueled it off could of be it. a little bit of yeah, both, it could true, be a little bit of sure. both. but i i do agree with you like i never really thought about the yeah, social media I got agreement yeah it doesn't happen very often um the social media aspect of everything being displayed in 10 different venues where during McEnroe's and Connor's phase there, it just wasn't like five. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you literally only saw it maybe once a week or, you know, if that instant and it goes viral. Right. And so, I think that probably and has Curios a can to jump in and add his, his own like knife twist, like which is something we'll talk about later. I, yeah. I, I do. I got to give the guy some credit. Uh, I don't know where this the, it'll lie in the questions, but he did some, make some comments that I think he was totally, completely honest about. About it was an issue of of time. how much time he was taking, and he compared it to Rafa, and 
he made the comment of like, mate, this is, inc- I'll retire if like Rafa's taking this long or if I'm taking longer to Rafa. And I don't know who did it. There was a, a thing on, I think it was Instagram. It. it was him. So yeah, it was he him. went and found. So this or is the interesting part. Put it he either had somebody, but he had the wherewithal, the thoughtfulness to after the match, he's blatantly saying all this stuff to go find and put a side by side counter of like him playing a point, Rafa playing point. She, uh, and it, like we were watching, like, oh wow, he's totally right. So I think there is some. Did Rafa th- ever respond? That's been to documented that? for a long time. Though. Yeah, but I think did Rafa ever respond? No, Rafa's not going to respond. Rafa's like, mm, I'm not even going to touch that. But I think there is some sort of. <laughs> Rafa's like, I'm just going to shine my yeah. grand slam. Yeah. Shine, <laughs> shine my, my yeah. That I can take as long as I want. Yeah, a couple of these. 13 grand but slams. I definitely think there's some sort of. I don't want to say genius, but there's the a lot of very intelligent people sometimes ride this line of insanity and intelligence. And for him to kind of spout all that stuff, having the wherewithal of thinking about it, then having afterward going and putting it together. Like most people say crap, but they don't go do it. But he actually posted side by side him playing a point with Rafa. There takes a little bit more where I don't lean towards the mental illnesses of as much that takes a little bit more of like calculation to go out, do that. Remember what you said and improve it. And so but I'm, here's the thing that's been documented for a long time that Rafa, certain players, the elite players take more time and they have more, mm-hmm. uh, leniency. leniency with like the, it's not with the just clock. Rafa. So that's the thing. So everybody knows that that doesn't mean that that curious is justified in cursing out the umpire and walking off the court and smashing rackets and like, doing the whole curious thing. I totally agree with that. It, but here's the sense. Is he being treated the same as other players? So there's becomes this morals and values of like, okay, so, hey, you've won more Grand Slams, so you know what? It's you not can, fair. You, yeah. yeah. It's, it's so not there's fair. a lot he's of calling things out, in tennis that out, aren't yeah, fair, too. Yeah, true, but I'm just saying. He's calling out literally something uh, that isn't fair. The way he's doing it, his behavior while doing it, maybe not the best, but he's calling out something that's not fair compared to... Um, you being called an abortion. Yeah, but there's plenty of different ways to say what he said without doing what he did. <laughs> I totally agree. I totally agree. <laughs> but if you look at Serena Williams, when she had a whole in- incident with the ref about the treatment of that, she could have totally handled that differently. Oh, for there sure. Was some, there was, when you go back and look at the tapes, there was some situation where she wasn't being treated the way, let's say, a guy would have been treated. Look at this. A guy would have been treated on a court. Now, the way she... Out feminine oh, side. Yeah, bringing it out, bringing it out. But the way she went about it wasn't correct. I totally agree with that. She could have went about right, it a different way. Right, but we're way. not talking about but, Serena. I don't, like, I don't like the way she does stuff either. Ooh, so. What are you trying to say? No, I, there's a whole different topic oh, oh, there. Oh, okay. Well, we'll read between the lines and leave that alone. But now, here's the thing. <laughs> so, yeah, I totally agree. Didn't go about it right, but he went about it, and he's, he's bringing <laughs> up an issue. But he went about it. <laughs> I'm going to use that in our next marital argument. All right. Let's, <laughs> go about let's it, go right, to question two. Let's keep it. moving on. Let's, keep let's moving. go to question two. <laughs> it's great. Our awesome conversation. I definitely want to make the connection here with the amateur game. So I don't, maybe these will go faster. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but it's a good conversation. Do you think the recent action taken by the ATP was strong enough? So for, for what he did at, at Cincinnati, he was fined $113,000, which was $74,000 more than he made that week at the tournament <laughs> is that is that strong enough and i guess this let's just go ahead and roll these together since we're already like well into it um if it wasn't strong enough 
do you think he should be banned or suspended or taken away from the game in some form or fashion? I think, that answer. I think it, I mean, it was, pro- I think it was the largest fine that anyone's ever had. Right. Oh, is it? I don't know. I think it's one of the top fines for one match that anyone's ever had. So yeah, I mean, Let's I think it records. was, I don't know what Serena's was, but I know it wasn't that much. I mean, $113,000 is pretty hardcore for when you leave with negative $78,000 for that tournament. It's <laughs> um, a good effort. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think, will it yeah, make a difference? That's what it's saying. It biggest fine in ATP Yeah, history. I think it has, yeah. I think it definitely was, but I don't know if it will make a difference. I mean... You said it's what ten percent of his earnings right this now. Year. This year, yeah. I mean, for him, I don't think it's really about the money. Like right at that moment in time, for him, it was probably he he probably didn't regret it. I mean, if he did regret it, wouldn't he have? What are you showing? Just look at that bad boy picture. Oh. That's such Nicholas. A he's such, he's, he's showing such a, a picture of. <laughs> Nick, okay. I, but, I'm looking at a blog post from 2014 that has the biggest fines of all time for mm-hmm. tennis. And at that point in time, it was Serena Williams at 82,500. That was for the for shoving the, the ball down the ump's throat, right? Boop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it was the year? throat, if we're being accurate with anatomy. Yeah, was it, it was. the throat? Yeah. I thought it was the throat. Yeah, oh, was really? Throat. I thought it was... Maybe I'm thinking of a different I, Serena I think moment. it was like, yeah, I'm going to yeah, jam this down your throat. I thought it was going to put up your... Nope. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I mean, we could talk about which is worse yeah but anyway what year was that uh that was in 2009 okay was so Serena's. yeah um so yeah i do think it was enough but i'm not 100 percent sure it'll make any difference <laughs> david albanian $69,900 now albanian yeah For what? Uh, we, we got to talk about that later All right. okay what is the other part of the question <laughs> i'm supposed to answer should he be banned or should he be taken away? Let's banned is obviously pretty aggressive. Like you can't play tennis anymore. <laughs> Suspension, but some in some form or fashion, taking him away from the game for some no, period of time. I don't think so because I don't think it would make a difference. There's so many times, like in the juniors, we had so many kids banned for three months at a time. It didn't make yeah. any difference. They don't care. They really don't care if you're going to act that way because I, I just don't think Slightly disagree, but go ahead. I, I don't know. If it's a, a matter of motivation or caring. It's just like, like a statement for uh, the game. Hmm. No, I'm just saying from, from his perspective, I don't know that it's so much motivation as it is uh, kind of what Kevin was talking about before. Like it's, tennis does certain things to certain people. I don't know that it's something he necessarily controls where he's like, no, no, no. I'm yeah, not, for right, sure. Now I'm not going to freak out. Like I paid enough money, but I don't think he's on the other side of it. I don't think he's doing a lot to control it necessarily. I mean, we don't know. It's no one will say, ever yeah. know for yeah, sure. It's hard to say. But based on his comments, I would agree with you. Like he doesn't seem to care about right. the game. And you know, his agent is telling him, well, maybe his agent's telling him, like, go for it. You never know. But, I mean, you would hope his agent's like, you can't say, like, he's in the middle of an interview that you rather, wanted to hit Rafa in the face. Like, yeah. you know. He's Which makes com- him say it. He's made comments about rather he wished he would he was a basketball player instead and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just I don't think I can't imagine he's trying real hard. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, I just can't imagine actually them suspending him. What, I mean... What is it really going to do? It's right now. It's bringing players or people into the game to watch that probably haven't yeah, ever. It's double whammy for the ATP. They're getting right. they're getting fine money. They're right. getting increased ticket sales. Yeah. Like it's like I mean, why? They yeah, really why, love him deep down. <laughs> yeah, why deep down. Why do <laughs> like he's the best so. thing ever? 
He brings people in and pays us at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was, I mean, for this instance, now, if it continues to happen at this element, like maybe there should be some more things taken, but yeah. KG. Bah humbug. We should not ban the curious. Was it, was 113,000 big enough and should he be taken? I think, yeah, it's what it is. It's, I mean, it's the rules, ATP tours doing their thing. They're applying the rules. That's fine. I mean, I think at some point, obviously with this being the biggest fine, there'll be maybe an instance of a little bit more awareness and I doubt tactfulness, but just awareness about towing the line (laughs) and pushing it, uh, at least not to that extent. Um, uh, so yeah, I don't, I mean, I think it would be stupid to try to ban him or, I mean, it's just like, would you ban a, uh, Serena Williams or would you ban, uh, obviously she has more grand slams. Um, would you ban Connors or, or would you ban McEnroe? Um, uh, no, you're not going to do it. Um, and I agree with you. Jeez, stupid oh, autoplay videos. Oh, autoplay. <laughs> um, I agree with you that, I mean, what was the point you were talking about? You know, I don't think he's he cares about the, the, the money. I think he's like, you know what? I'm doing my own thing. Um, I play tennis for myself. I don't really play. And I've heard them say this and I'm kind of paraphrasing. I don't play tennis for other people. Mm-hmm. I play tennis for me. And if I want to act a fool, I get to act a fool. You get to come and watch me act a fool. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to act. He's like, yeah, like and, you yeah. paid the ticket. Yeah. yeah. He's like, and he's made it completely <laughs> clear. He's like, I'm going to act the way I want to act and you get to come and watch me act the way I want to act. If you, if you're in a venue and you know, I'm going to play, you're going to pay to watch me act the way I want to act. Um, and whether, you know, and there, that's I think a true statement. There's a difference uh, there's saying rules. it to like, people. Like, I mean, but not, I'm just saying point blank. He said that to somebody. He's like, he said oh, it to I know, a guy. But I'm saying like, there's a, everybody knows that if you pay a ticket, you're playing, you're paying to watch who's on the court. Obviously that's, I mean, everyone knows that, Yes. but it doesn't mean that you need you to be you disrespectful <laughs> in the sense of telling like some, a fan that actually paid to watch you like, Oh, well that's your fault. Like you paid to watch that. If you don't want to, you know, like I'm I feel like there's clearly factual quotes of what curious data used data. <laughs> Sorry. Good, good point. Thanks, I'm, just pointing out, <laughs> I'm just pointing out data of, of curious. I mean, and it's interesting cause uh, you brought up that point and I kind of just did a little research that he was a huge basketball player and decided to focus on tennis. I, you know, I wonder if there's a little angst about that where maybe there was some choice about like not really wanting to go down the tennis route, but he's like, Hey, maybe I'll do this. I don't know. How but good was he at basketball? I didn't, I didn't. It kind of alluded that he was like, a, he played for Australia. Like it wasn't like, Hey, I'm like my neighborhood basketball player. Um, but he represented couldn't. Australia capital ter- territory and in his early teens before deciding to focus solely on tennis and when he was 14. So, he, and he's, they say he loves going to NBA games. So, I mean, the guy definitely, he's think, total NBA player. That's what it is. Yeah. That's the, the, and that you, happens it, on the court, yeah, on the basketball court all NBA the time to the tennis court. It's like the, <laughs> the, the Jordan, you know, the fan going to Jordan, like, oh, you can't do that. And he's yeah. like slam dunks on your, your the other team's best player mm-hmm. and stares you down and sticks your tongue out and go, keep bring it, keep bringing it. Yeah, I'm and gonna, that's okay in that venue. Yeah. Like people so, didn't look at that as like a bad disgrace. But anyway, he didn't get fined for that. No. So I think, you know, different culture, different culture. Um, and so he's, he's bringing a little bit of a different culture to our, our sport. How he goes about it sometimes, yeah, I agree. It's kind of negative. You, you know, um, 
going at fans. You know, if the fan says something and he went back and forth with the fan, I mean, you know, it's different. Um, it's not like basketball. You're talking about Indian Wells? Yeah. He was getting chippy with the guy in the front row. Super chippy with the guy. And the guy, but the guy kept talking. So he's like, well, if you're going to keep talking, I'm going to keep going. And I mean, so, um, it's just, it's again, I think why he's good for the sport in the sense he's bringing different people. There are some negative side effects of that. Uh, but I think, yeah, it'd be stupid for them to ban him. Um, I think for a while, tennis was really looking for, like, who would be the... Because I think here's the, here's the, the my, and my feelings, the, the truth about tennis. It needs publicity. And if everybody was, like, super boring and not so good, you either kind of run down two lanes or three lanes. I'll two for right now. Meaning that you're extremely good and you're Roger Federer. You're the up... Like, you're just... You're above... Goody two-shoes. Yeah. But I don't even think Roger Federer's, like, goody two-shoes, but he's just a cool guy. He's just a really cool guy. But, but he it, did a but, lot and of work that's what to get to that point. Sorry, say that again? He did a yeah, lot of work to get... To he used yeah, to be a horrible kid. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He used to be a horrible throwing rackets, but we don't remember that. Oh, throw rackets, snap that was rackets. before he was winning Grand Slam. Before so. he won Grand Slam. So, before you know, he even actually played so, on the tour. So before we even go down this route, there could be an opportunity for Kyrgios to win a Grand Slam and change his whole, on his whole demeanor. It just could be that moment that sets him off. So we can't write him off just yet. So, I mean... Kyrgios' first fine was in 2015, so... so so he, I mean, he's, uh, hey, I don't know. I know he has still a working grand, it out. Let's talk about when he wins the Grand Slam. Let's talk about when he wins the Grand Slam. So um, he's and, like three hundred grand. That's my limit. Three hundred grand. He's paid a total so far two hundred forty-three thousand eight hundred sixty-six. Oh, right that's on. like a small Three hundred grand. Yeah. For small <laughs> then he's good. Yeah. So yeah, I think is you you run in that line of you're like that that we've uh, Roger Feller Federer and Nadal have elevated the game at the games not the gamesmanship but the gentleman like tennis sportsmanship but they've done it in a way that's been cool it hasn't been this like uppity like like club it's just like two really good friends knocking around the tennis balls but they're so good the other side is just the 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 bad boy Djokovic is kind of that bad boy that's kind of injured in the group mm-hmm. he's had some issues off the court you know um, uh, he's, yeah. he's had some issues off the court um, and so he brings a lot of attention to the court and the game needs those dynamics uh, I think yeah it'd be great if um, uh, and even with those dynamics you have like Rafa who is he's I think Rafa's a great, or he presents himself as a, uh, a gentleman on the court, but he's this fighter. He's like, like grimy and just like, he's, he's a pit bull and he has that attitude uh, about that. And I think those elements, those, those differences, those, the variety makes our sport better. And then you have this dark horse of like, you know, the, the curious who's trying to peg and, and talk smack. It just brings a very wide spectrum, a rainbow, if you want to say, of different colors and different elements and different vibes to the game, which makes it more dynamic than when it was just boring. Where, where like Pete Sampras, everybody used to give Pete Sampras so much crap because he was like, I just care about winning. He was too boring. He was too boring. It's like, yeah. oh, you're dude, you're too boring. His He's book like, was horrible. But before we get into his book, now. before we get into his book, he was like <laughs> on the court. No antics. The media hated him. Yeah, exactly. Media hated the guy. He's playing his butt off. One of the best players of all time. How many times did we see Pete Sampras break a racket? Exactly. You guys have to like, yeah, you I see, did, you, did we all ever? hear the si- That's silence? That's a Google question. Yeah. We all heard the silence. How many times do you hear Pete Sampras saying obscenities or... No, or, he didn't ever say a yeah, word. Yeah, didn't say a word. The media ate him alive. So I think part of it is that 
we have to be careful about how we're painting like curious to different players. I, there's a video of Sam smashing a racket in 99. Uh, 99. 99. I can't okay, wait yeah. to watch it. Yeah. yeah, but it's like, I bet, I, honestly, yeah, I bet I it's like. I couldn't picture him smashing a racket. But what did the media make him out to be? The boring, you're kind of Vanilla. like, he wasn't really good for tennis because he, he had was, a very different mindset, though. I'm just than talking about what the media players. said, though. What the media said, because well, he was all business. Yeah, it so, was I a mean, different, so, that's a whole but, different thing. And topic, that's the thing, the but, media made him out to be like, you're, you're, I think the underlying message was like, you're bad for the game in some sense. You're great for winning, but you're not good for bringing people to the game because you're boring. Because you just want to like, like go practice, go back to your hotel, and then go play and kick you know, everybody's butt and then go back to the hotel. You don't want to talk to anybody and tell us how like, you feel. And he's just like, dude, I'm a private person. I want to do my thing. I want to be the best player ever. And people resented him because he was like that. And so I think you have to be careful. I mean, I, I, I'm a Roger Federer fan, but part of Roger Federer, he plays into the media. I don't know if he does it on purpose, but he's just, I, I honestly think he doesn't do it on purpose. He's just that likable. He's just like the guy, like if you were uh, um, picking up your groceries and you look over and it's like Roger and like, oh God, that's Roger Federer. And you're like, hey, Roger. And he'd be like, hey, how's it going, dude? What are you getting for lunch? And you'd be like, Dude, he was just the most normal guy ever. I have a feeling. And so when a camera's put on Roger, he's magical because he's just that down-to-earth kind of person where Curious is magical in a different sense. And so I think the dynamic mm-hmm. is good for tennis. And, <laughs> and, and if we get to the point where like, we have this kind of mush vanilla kind of game, then you get back to the media kind of creating their own mess around it. The media just loves Curious because I think, you know, and they want to publicize that because he is that dynamic indifference. Okay, Ian, I think you need to... Can I answer the question? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kevin took like 45 minutes to answer the question. What's it called? I can never, ever... There's certain words, I don't know about you guys, that I just can't remember, even though they're the most basic words. What's the, gonna what's, have to give us a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, that. I don't get okay. that. What's the word for when t- two players play each other, but it's not a real match? It's it's like uh, um, not not so like prohibition. Um, um, not pro am, but like it's just for fun. Yeah. It doesn't count for points or for money or for anything. Oh, All right, I guess I'm not doing one. Yeah, yeah, it'll come to me in two seconds. Like an exhibition. Exhibition. There yeah. You go. <laughs> exhibition. Thank you. I can never think of the word exhibition. I was thinking something. Prohibition. Exhibition. Yeah, prohibition. <laughs> it's like it was around there. Different vision. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the Sampras uh, racket break wasn't a smash. It was a um, exhibition against Agassi, and it was like on an overhead. He broke his frame. I can't find a video clip of Sampras smashing a racket. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it actually slipped out of his hand, if did, or did he? Mean no, it? I didn't. Okay, okay. No, it was like a, his racket just broke. I mean, you remember? You know, actually, how I might remember tidy that. Tidy strung his yeah, racket. Yeah, but I mean. That's my point. Anyway, sorry. Really quick, I'm just going to add one little thing to what, <laughs> what Kevin said. <laughs> Nine and it, hours of Kevin talking. I think it kind of encapsulates what, what Kevin is, is communicating. And I don't think I've heard anybody else really talk about this in terms of like why Kyrgios is good for the sport. Uh, a quote that I love is relative to marketing, I think. But a concept that I heard once is simply that a sto- any story is only as good as the villain is bad. Mm. Like if you've got kind of a lukewarm, like, ah, he's, he's kind of a, he's kind of a mean guy, but he's not really like evil. Oh. Then nobody cares about the story because the, the hero 
the whatever the hero does to like win the day can only be as good as the villain is bad. That's true. And so I think it's great to have these characters like 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 Djokovic, not anywhere on the same scale as Kyrgios, but the same type of like a lot of people hate Djokovic, especially in the beginning. Yeah, that's true, especially in the beginning. So I think it's great to have Kyrgios on the stage, just pure, even if just purely for that reason uh, alone. Do I think he should be like banned? No, definitely not. I think it's good for the game. Do I think he should maybe receive some kind of suspension? I think the ATP is actually um, discussing that, uh, and he might get some kind of suspension for this. I would be fine with like a shorter, like if it's like a five year suspension, I'd be like, okay, that's a little heavy. If it's like a month or two, I'd be like, all right, like they need to send a message. And I think they did with the fine to answer the question. Do I think the fine was enough? Yeah. If it's the largest <laughs> fine of all time, it's yeah. You know, I, I his agent is like, we just paid $78,000 to, <laughs> to play that. 74. Seventy-four. I, I, I can imagine going, <laughs> what's your point? Plus what he paid the agent. What's that? I could just imagine him when the, his agent says that. He's like stares him straight in the face and goes, what's your point? Mm. Yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. I so money. I think the fine was large enough. If they want to suspend him for a little while, I'm fine with that. They need to send a strong message because they can't, they can't possibly appear as if they're complicit or like they're okay with it. Would be the worst. I think would be bad for the game. Would be but bad deep for the down sport. They are. Yeah, but deep down the... It'd be interesting, actually, to get to have beers with like somebody at the ATP. It's like ticket sales are going through the roof to see Curious. <laughs> yeah, totally, it'd be interesting. All right, let's let's come around to our, our final question now. And I, I mean the the way I wrote it here in the Google Doc. Should amateur players act this way? Obviously, the answer is no. But I, I would love to hear all of our thoughts on how how do you feel like that? Does this influence the amateur game uh, in a in a good way or a bad way what should the line be for an amateur match megan um i feel like there are probably a lot of juniors that it can negatively influence um probably and there's you know and usda does a pretty good job of suspensions and stuff like that at the junior level i mean you got to do something but to get them, but there are many kids who do. What do you have to do as a junior level? To uh, we had a kid that gave the bird to everyone in the crowd. Machine <laughs> like, gun style. Yeah. 360. <laughs> he got suspended for three months. Um, Was it three or six? Three. Okay. Um, That's pretty solid. We had another kid. Yeah, there's been, a, there's a, the same Didn't kid. Didn't you have a player that was suspended twice? Yep. Okay. Yep, I did. Um, I don't remember what the second time was. For. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> he was screaming obscenities on the court. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm a little surprised, honestly, that granted, this is junior, it's junior tennis. Like, it's not professional. These aren't grown. I mean, to a certain degree, I think juniors need to be held to a higher standard because they're kids. Like, they're still learning. Like, what is acceptable? Right. What is Ironic. not acceptable? Like, part of the beauty of tennis is, like, it's supposed to teach you, <laughs> right. like, life lessons. And so part of me is a little surprised that it's just obscenities that you get suspended. But, on the other hand, I feel like for junior tennis, maybe that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's what it was for, right? It was it B or C? What age were we talking? 16s, C. 12s? Like at 12s, I'd be like, okay, that I makes think sense. It was, he was 14, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't remember that one, but I do remember you well, had a couple. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I pulled off many a kids in my time, too, with craziness on the court. Um, but I do think that that's their, like, 
vining, you know, in the juniors. And I think it's important to establish that when they're younger so that they see that there's consequences for your actions because tennis is one of the few sports where you put kids at the age of six, seven, whatever out on the court to, to have to survive with these very adult situations um, by yourself and you have no one there to stand by you and help you. And so I think it matures kids a little faster through the process. Um, but I, at the adults, like influencing of the adults, I don't, I mean, hopefully you realize by the time you're an adult that, that you shouldn't be doing that on the court. Okay. So maybe another way of phrasing this is we've all kind of presented some ways or scenarios where the whole curious thing could kind of be a positive. Is there any upside to an adult acting a fool during a tennis match? I think, well, well I mean, ahead. gamesmanship wise, I guess, definitely. I mean, if you have someone who, um, is just really caught up on the, like your opponent is just really bothered when you like say, come on and do like annoying crappy things on, on the other side. Or of the on, uh, you know, it's on like purpose. you do it, say you do it just out of like, okay, like fury or something. And your opponent just melts down because you slammed a racket or something like that. And they like go insane. There are many matches won because of stuff like that at all. And you're saying that's good or bad. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm saying you're, you're, you're out there for the win. Come on, Morals. Come on. Come on, Morals. Yeah. See what she's you're trying to walk this gray. She doesn't want everybody to know what's, what she really thinks. Bad. Yeah. You're, she's turning I mean, really red right now. You're out there for the win. So, but yeah. I think there's a line too. You don't want to be, but you do get, I mean, in the adults, like at nationals and stuff, there are umps out there and you will get suspensions. You will get all kinds of stuff. If you're yelling, obscenities you can't say god you can't say any cuss words you can't say stuff like that without warnings and stuff so i mean i think they do a pretty good job i do think curious is is good for the sport in some ways like i said but i do I think you were that like there's in between a, you're I, torn. I just said but i do think just oh, okay okay i'm just but trying to get you on one side there or the is a negative fence. aspect there too push her off yeah push her off um okay for me are you done <laughs> thanks yeah <laughs> okay Appreciate just want to make sure just want to make sure um Juniors wise, I think for me, the, the two things that will encompass both is environment and psychology. In a sense, the, the junior environment kind of, um, I don't want to say it promotes it, but it allows looser interpretations of it, meaning that kids can get away with a little bit more, but there are, there are some refs that get adults? out there. Yeah, oh, and I'll tell you why. Yeah, and I'll tell you sure. why I think why. Um, because it, first of all, environment, the uh, refs aren't all on every court. Um, peer to peer. Kids are dirty too. Calm down, calm. Sorry. You had your chance. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I asked. I asked. <laughs> um, I think the the kid peer to peer kind of system isn't in a way that like if so and so acts like a crazy person, other kids are like, dude, did you? And he actually becomes sort of kind of popular uh, mm-hmm. if if you feed off of that the psychology of it. Where in an adult world. Uh, generally you're playing with a club, you're playing with other people <laughs> and, and you're shunned. And so I think the environment and the psychology of the environment in the adult world kind of nips that in the bud. Cause you don't want, the last thing you want to do is be that like husband or wife where like the other person's like, did you, you can't see? take your spouse to yeah. the club anymore? Yeah, I know. It's like first your wife is going to, or your, your significant other's going to like, did you really do that? We are not going back to the club anymore. And then your friends are like, dude, seriously? This is just a club match. 
You know, it and, happens all the time. But too. It, but it's I think it's more shunned, and the environment keeps it. Like we we knew mm-hmm. an adult who would act a fool, but he would never play socially with other people in like uh, um, uh, <laughs> an actual uh, environment. Yeah, he would play singly with like a, a, pro. a pro, and that environment allowed him to do that and have that flexibility to act a fool. That's totally um, fine then. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what the whole point, the environment yeah. and the psychology. He set himself up to where I could do that. But he wouldn't play as like uh, in a league because he was like, dude, that club championship or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I know. He just <laughs> knew not to put himself in that situation. <laughs> and so I think that those are the differences where the environment is really different. Um, with the ATP Tour, I mean, uh, those guys get more leeway based on how many Grand Slams, who you are. Um, I'm sure if Curious wasn't even Curious a lot of the rest wouldn't even put up with half the stuff. They would be like, totally. Yeah. It's like, yeah. no, no he's curious. Yeah. yeah. He would have been gone. If, but that just, happens just, with the juniors but, too. Tiafo had the same deal. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying, but again, environment is shaping the thing because they're like, he's an upcoming player. Um, just like when the ironic thing, when Federer, Federer got super mad when the ref came down and was playing curious and the ref, it yeah. was a match before he played Federer and Federer. I've never seen Federer. So like, like, yeah. I'm not going to take this anymore. Feisty. And then the ref came down. It's like, curious, dude, what's wrong? You're like, you're playing. Like, he come was saying, on. You can't, um, you can't act like this. Like it's bad for the game and stuff like yeah, that. And he's trying to coach curious in the curious match. Curious was tanking during yeah. the match. <laughs> and he's coaching curious and Federer's like, that better never happen again. In case you don't know, it means you're giving up. Like yeah. he wasn't trying anymore. So I think the environment kind of, I mean, it, it just depends. And so, um, I think it's, you know, it's a tough, it, it, the adult environment's not going to put up with it as much as the junior environment mm-hmm. and the ATP TP tour has to set its boundaries and they are because he's reaching the upper echelons and limits of it to set their potential boundaries. You've set the upper echelon. <laughs> <laughs> Reset it. He is I do think echelon. you're right though, that they're the higher, the more you're known, the more you're up in the game in juniors and in ATP. Oh yeah. Um, and socially, oh, yeah. I think the more leniency you have for oh, sure. Totally. Like Tiafo in the juniors was, I mean, he was horrible. He used to get the he whole crowd. He used to get the, the whole crowd to boo his opponents as they were playing. Tactical strategy of getting advantage. And Home. he would just tank, 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 tank. And then at the very end, just come out and like smash. And he would like do like three sixties in the air and like all kind. I mean, it was, but if we're talking about really acting up and you'll all agree college tennis. Oh yeah. College tennis. Is like horrible if you too. think curious is bad, go to a college tennis match and you'll be, you'll, you'll be yeah. like, but the environment promotes it. Those guys are trained ninjas, whatever at, it takes. At, yeah. And like ninjas. whatever it takes to basically assassinate your opponent <clears throat> through any means necessary mm-hmm. when the ref isn't looking or coaching the ref and the ref knows if this guy is like a top rate NCAA player they're like ooh they let stuff slide they yeah. let stuff slide so I think it's just social pressure Ian I tried to keep that one short it's good effort <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah I uh, I I think for me one of the th- one of the things that makes tennis special is the code like there, there is kind of a code of conduct and it's been handed down like from generation to generation <laughs> and you it has evolved and I think, and I think it needs to evolve. I don't, just to be clear, I don't think it, it needs to stay in the 1800s uh, with, you know, all white and, and a top hat and, you know, what was the other thing? Oh, underhand serves like jacket, <laughs> <laughs> jacket and tie. Yeah. The game needs to evolve. So I'm not, I'm not against pushing the envelope but i i think 
if the envelope gets pushed at the complete expense of the history and tradition and, and uh, culture of tennis, then, you know, it, I think that would be a shame. And we would have like lost something that was really special because it's a distinguishing element between tennis and, and basketball and football. I mean, in cert, as Kevin is saying, in certain environments, there is trash talking and there is gamesmanship, but those people are always seen in a little bit different light. Whereas in basketball, like in football here in America, it's almost encouraged. Like it's part of, it's part of the game. It's part of the culture is to talk smack and be dirty uh, and do whatever you, whatever you can, I mean, literally whatever you can to one up and get a psychological advantage. And there's a certain part of tennis that looks down on that. And I think that's a, I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, should it should it be the only way tennis is played? No, I don't think so. But I think if we were to lose that a hundred percent, then it would it would be sad. And I don't think we'll lose it. I think it's majority rules, or um, and the majority of tennis is like that. You have if you look at the top ten uh, from a spectrum, you have the fed- even Djokovic now leans more towards the like as he's gotten higher ranked he's like okay i I have to act a certain way and he he brings a certain courtesy to the game and i think as long as you have so many of those players at the top you'll always see and i think human nature is going to force us to have that it takes a lot and it takes so much psychological strength and and wherewithal to pitch yourself against the crowd and and win over time and curious is doing that he's pitting himself against Everyone, uh, I wouldn't go that far because there's a lot of people. He got cheered the first time that he underhand served Nadal at Wimbledon. People clapped, people yeah. cheered. Yeah. The second time they started to boo. Yeah, that's what I mean. But I think that's a great indicator of like how the culture is shifted. Can you imagine Wimbledon like 20 years ago? Oh, dude, he Kyrgios would have asked him to walk off the yeah, court. Even yeah. 10 but, years but ago. But he would have walked out and been like off of his head. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> off of his head. But yeah, I totally, I think that's why human nature will, will, in general, lean towards uh, cooperation and 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 going along with those traditions, um, and that's why I think for someone to have that much wherewithal to kind of like kind of I don't want to say spit in the face of the crowd, uh, it's just hard to do over and over again unless you really don't care. And if you do, there's just not enough people that I think psychologically can do that. They kind of go into an interview and go like, hey, yeah, I meant to hit him and totally be like, okay with it. There's just people probably think it, but they would never say it. They would the never. The problem is the majority of the media is that yeah. because that's where the conversation is. That's what gets cycled. I wish the majority of the media was about the other side of tennis and then those other were. Side? Like the traditional side, the players that are doing, a, oh. you know, that. I just wish but it was just covering what's sensational. Yeah. Right. I just wish yeah. it was down but the middle. that's what I mean. Like, the, it's, you know, we want that part to stay, and that's not the majority of actually maybe what's going on with the players there, but it is the majority of what people see in social media. Well, yeah. But it's not necessarily, it doesn't mean, I mean, like, again, it's like Curious is an anomaly. How many other players have been in interviews and literally said, I want to hit the person. Dude, I'm surprised he had good hands. How many times have we heard that? So it's an anomaly just like a Connors. How many, how many players have you heard go up to the ref and say, you're an abortion? Twice. Like McEnroe. I mean, those, those players are like short small. List. Yeah, it's a very short list. Maybe one. So I don't think psychologically and socially you'll see like 
10 more Kyrgios's, like, make it through the ranks. It's just really hard to actually be as good as he is and do the things he's doing and somehow still win at a very high level. It's really hard. It's true. So it's, it's, it's remarkable that he's able to do it. Yeah, I would love for Kyrgios to step up his game and, and do what it would take for him to be a Grand Slam consistent winner. And maybe that's losing the attitude. Maybe that's not. I don't know. But whatever. Maybe he's doubling down. Doubling, yeah. <laughs> maybe it's just doubling down on it. Do it, Nick. Nicholas, do it. But yeah, I think um, we don't have to worry about it becoming like losing the tradition of the game because I hope you're right. Yeah. I don't think, I don't, I just don't think it's going to happen. I think because you just have the social pressure of all the other players are like, dude, you're ruining the game that keeps the balance. There's the dark side and there's the light side. And now we have to have hero and villain. Yeah. And I, I actually, what you said, I thought was really good and it brings, it makes also the heroes look that much better. Yeah. Final thoughts. So, so we solved be? it. We figured it out. We figured it out. <laughs> Once again, four for four, we have found the solution to tennis's problems. <laughs> You're welcome, mm-hmm. audience. <laughs> and if you that one like Nick Kyrgios' attitude there, I mean, come on. That one person that's still listening. Yeah. I totally forgot at the top of the show. I'm sorry. Uh, through September 30th. Is that the last day of September? Yep. Or is it 31st? I'm not smart like that. Through September 30th, if you leave a rating and a review on iTunes, the iTunes Music Store, or your podcasts app on your iPhone, and just take a screenshot of that review, send it in to support at EssentialTennis.com. Let us know what course or program you'd like of ours, and we'll set you up for free. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. And we'll see you next time. Bad out. 